Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, again, welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Dallin Haas. And today I'm talking about that estimate that you get from your HR about your pension. I've, I've touched on this before, but I think it's so, so crucial to understand what that might mean or doesn't mean when it comes to planning for your retirement. Because I've talked with lots and lots of folks who they get that estimate and they take it as law. They take it as something that is bulletproof, right? That that is going to be what they're going to get in retirement when that may not be the case. In some cases, that may be right on, it may be perfect, but in many, many cases, it simply is not. So as federal employees approach retirement, even my clients, I always suggest, hey, go talk to your HR, request a pension estimate. They're going to run your numbers. They're going to come back and say, hey, based on what we have, this is what you're going to get for your pension in retirement. And honestly, that's a great place to start, right? But again, that's not the place to end, right? Because the data that they have or the pension, the estimate that they come up with is only as good as the information that it is based off of, okay? And when they don't have the right information or maybe there's mistakes in that information, then that pension is going to be off. Okay, so the great place to start to make sure your information is all correct when it comes to getting the assessment, when it comes to actually retiring, and what OPM is going to be looking at in retirement is your OPF or, or your official personnel folder. Okay, this folder is a great, great place to start. And if you have not accessed your OPF before, talk to your HR. Every agency is a little different. Talk to them, say, hey, how do I access my OPF? How do I find my SF50s? They'll be able to walk you through that process. So that is the first action, the first action item for you. If you have not accessed that, make sure you find out how to access that and get into it, okay? Once you are into your OPF, there's a few things to definitely look for. The first is your SF50s, okay? Your SF50s is a key, key document that you get at least once a year, as well as, let's say, when you get bonuses, when there's changes in your career, lots of different reasons why you might get an SF50. Basically, any personal action that happens in your career, you're gonna be issued a new SF50, okay? There's a few really important things to look at, though, when it comes to your SF50. The first is, your effective date, especially on your first SF50, when you're first hired, because that date is when they're gonna start all these retirement calculations for your credible service, right? And so there's an article I wrote that came along with this, and I have a picture of an, an example SF50, and near the top right, normally, is what they call the effective date. There's a box, it's usually a box about four-ish, um, that shows your effective date. And that's the first thing you wanna check, that everything looks good and there's no SF50s missing, maybe from a previous agency, because it is not uncommon for, let's say you jumped around to different agencies, that some agencies don't forward on your information and things get lost in the middle, okay? So definitely check the effective date. Make sure you're not missing any SF50s from different agencies, different positions, okay? Perfect. The next big thing to look at is your retirement plan that your SF50s say that you're in or were in at the beginning of your career or even now, right? So down about midway through the first page of your SF50, there's going to be a box that something to the effect of retirement plan, okay? And for most traditional FERS, okay, you want that to say FERS and FICA, 
okay? And what that means is that first, you're paying into the first system, and that's great, that's what you wanna be. And second, you're also paying into the social security system because you want both of those, okay? If for whatever reason, this box on any of your SF50s does not say FERS and FICA, then there may be an issue, okay? Definitely check with your HR if something looks off. Because if you are paying into, let's say, the wrong system, or paying not into a system at all, or maybe you were hired under temporary time, or part-time business, or whatever reason, there's tons of different reasons why this may not be correct, but make sure, make sure, make sure this is correct. This is a game changer if this is incorrect, okay? Now, there's a few different types of service that when you have them, you wanna make sure they're well documented so that there's no hiccups. Let's say maybe an estimate that you're getting, maybe that's incorrect, or even when you run your numbers, that may be correct if you have some of these types of service. First, military time. If you have military time, make sure if you bought it back, make sure that that is well documented. I have seen many, many times where people don't keep their documents and they buy their time back maybe early in their career and then 10, 20 years later when they're looking to retire, they say, hey, where is this documentation about me buying back my military time? Their agency doesn't have it, no one has it, so guess what? They have to buy back that time again because they don't have the documents to prove. You have to have proof, right? It's all about proof and making sure that you are good to go. That's the first thing, okay? Next, if you have more than six months of leave without pay, during a calendar year, then you may have issues. It, it'll change what amount of time is credible. So make sure you understand how that works if that applies to you. Now again, if you have temporary time, intermittent time, things like that, that'll also affect your pension. And part-time service, that will also affect your pension. So make sure you understand how that's gonna affect you and make sure you check if that is worked into your pension estimate and that your HR didn't overlook that, okay? So again, no one knows your career like you do. No one does. And no one's gonna care about your pension and retirement like you do. You have to make sure you take responsibility so that you know what you have coming for you, okay? So those are some of the key things to look for. And again, of course, I've talked about this before. If you have or want to, keep your health insurance, the FEHB, or FEGLI into retirement, okay? If that's important for you, and for most feds, at least one of those are, okay? Then you want to make sure you have five years of coverage under both of those plans to make sure you can keep them into retirement. And you wanna make sure it's documented, right? Just because you say you have coverage under one of those plans, it doesn't matter, you have to have proof, okay? And where this may become an issue, let's say, you and your spouse are a federal employee, right? This is not uncommon. Well, often you or your spouse are often just covered under your spouse's plan. Let's say your spouse's, your spouse is the one that has the FEH, FEHB plan and you're just covered under it or vice versa, right? Well, you wanna make sure you have documentation that shows you were covered under that plan so that when you both retire, you both can keep FEHB into retirement, right? If that's how you're doing it in retirement. It depends, you just wanna make sure regardless of what your plan is, that things have proof, that have documentation, and same goes for federal. You have to have five years of coverage to be able to keep that into retirement, right? And the question of should you keep that into retirement, that's a whole different discussion. But if you do want to, make sure you have that proof that you can, that you've been covered for five years. Okay, now just a few little miscellaneous things. If you're a special provisions, make sure that's well documented that you've got at least 20 years to be able to get that 1.7 in your pension. That's a big, big deal. Make sure that's well documented. As well as one just 
little mistake that I see all the time is when your estimate on your pension estimate, when they estimate taxes, the vast majority of times I'm looking at estimates, that estimation is way too low, right? They estimate that your pension is your only income. And with that being said, your pension's probably not your only income, right? You may have Social Security, TSP, maybe military, rental income, whatever it is, you probably have other income, right? So your taxable income is probably going to be higher than what they're assuming. So once again, you nail down your years of credible service and everything's well documented and your high three is good and all these things, your multiplier. Then the next thing is your net pension. Okay. After everything comes out, your FEHB premiums, taxes, survivor benefits, everything comes out. Is your estimate assuming the right kind of numbers so that you get the right net pension at the end of the day, right? Because no one really cares about the gross pension. People, what they keep, they care about is after everything comes out, what can I actually spend? What's usable to actually help me retire, right? That's what we really care about so that you can have the standard of living in retirement that you want, okay? So I know this is a ton to think about, a lot of, lot of things to check and look into, but it's worth it. It is so, so worth it because at least in my opinion, as a planner, right, what do you expect from me, is that it is so much easier, so, so much easier to fix these issues before you retire, while you're still working, while you can still make changes, right? If you retire, you leave and OPM's processing your application, if they come back six months later and say, hey, actually there's this thing that you didn't catch, there's a mistake, you got to go back to work. Or maybe your pension is just not going to be as high as you, you expected, right? That is not good news. And you want to work all those issues out before you retire. And let me tell you, these issues happen quite often, right? It's not rare. It's not 1%. It's much higher than that. And it's up to you being responsible for your retirement to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Or at least you try to avoid it as much as possible, right? Because again, first, there may be just mistakes in the documents, but there's human mistakes. Maybe it's your HR that makes a mistake when sending documents to OPM. Maybe OPM makes mistakes. And if you don't have the documents to prove that your service is what you say it is, then they're going to go with the documents they have. And if there's things missing, or maybe you don't have it in your personal possession and your HR loses it, whatever it is, if you don't have it, it is not good. Okay, You want to make sure you have proof so that if something happens, not saying it will, Maybe your retirement application, everything will go perfectly smooth. I don't know, right? But you want to make sure that you don't leave any money on the table by not being prepared, right? That's a big thing that we talk about all the time. Be prepared so you don't leave any money on the table and that you can retire confident and comfortable. So that's what I have for you today. Have an incredible rest of your day. I'll see you next time.